Eric Paul Zinier with 9to5Sports. We're going to be getting into the week six stacks here for you guys. And if you guys are familiar with this video, it's been pretty successful thus far this season. I guess the only issue with last week was kind of taking it one too far, one player too far. You look at that Chargers-Cleveland game, it was pretty easy to tell. Like Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler would be pretty solid. Like players to stack together with Mike Williams as well. The only problem is took it one too far with maybe Justin Herbert or something like that. You know, it is what it is. That is how stacking goes. So, you know, we've been pretty successful with this video thus far. So hopefully that trend can continue in this video. Uh, if you guys do enjoy this video, just make sure to like and subscribe. That helps out the channel a lot, which thus helps me be able to help you guys out. So let's get into the stacks for this week. As always, I do want to start off with the nine to five stacking report just to get a general feel of what the stacks are that we should be chasing. Okay, so right now the stacking report is telling us that the top plays that we want to be on are going to be kind of the Arizona, KC, Buffalo, and Baltimore teams. Okay, that kind of makes sense. And the stacking report is um, made up to take the QB1, RB1, receiver one, and tight end one for each team and kind of combine that together. If you were to stack all four of those together, what would it look like? And this is just to give us a good feel for which teams to potentially be stacking, okay? Obviously, this changes. You could do two receivers uh, and whatnot. So this is just to give us a general feel. So just right off the bat, we see which teams are going to be the top teams that you want to stack. But the nice thing about this is you can also look at it by projected value rank and ownership leverage rank as well. So projected value rank, we are still getting the Arizona Arizona Cardinals in a game that actually is going to be pretty easy to stack. It's going to be a game that is projected to be pretty high scoring. So that'll be one that we go back to. We do see Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be in that huge shootout game with the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the Chiefs defense has not been that good. So the Chiefs defense are going to be someone that, you know, we're going to pick on in this game. So obviously, the Buffalo Bills make a lot of sense. The Arizona Cardinals, um, I already mentioned them. Baltimore, it, it does make sense. If Rashad Bateman is inactive, you could go Devin Duvnervay, uh, which it does seem like that'd be the case. The LA Rams pop up there again the Kansas City Chiefs in that high scoring game and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Minnesota Vikings uh, we're getting down there pretty low and now let's just look at leverage rank because I find this very interesting as well so the ownership leverage tool is bringing in all the games total um, so right now leverage wise two of the games are not on the main slate whatever um, we see Arizona Arizona once again and then this is interesting so we know PJ Walker is going to be the starter so we're gonna have to put him in there and I actually like that a decent amount. That could be a sneaky stack there, the Carolina stack. And then from there, it's literally just the same teams once again, because there's a lot of high projected total games and then some low projected total games. So we're going to see that be consistent throughout this video. All right. So personally for me, the first game that I want to stack or that I like to stack is going to be that Minnesota versus Miami game. Now the game over and under for this game is only set at 45 and a half. And that's pretty much Vegas saying that they do not like Skyler Thompson. Now, the thing with Skyler Thompson is, did he look terrible? Did he look completely lost when he came in to fill in for Teddy Bridgewater? I would say no, okay, but he didn't look great, okay, and that's the thing. He did look great in the preseason, though, so ho we're hoping that we get more of that Skyler Thompson than uh, the Skyler Thompson that we saw last week, okay, and that would be the intriguing part of stacking this game. Let's say Skyler Thompson can get to like 20 DK points. We know that he has two great receivers in Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. That's what you should be hoping for. You hope that one of these two really goes off and the other one does enough. The thing with Tyreek Hill is the targets were still there for him. I do think they are going to be able to manufacture targets to come his way. Then you got Jalen Waddle, who, you know, kind of been inconsistent, but we know that big game can be there for him. Am I expecting 40 DK points? No, but if he can get 20 DK points, that'll be enough. So I do like that. And then the nice part about this stack is actually the Viking side of the ball with Justin Jefferson in this matchup against Miami, which has been a team that you have been targeting. Okay. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, three games over 30 DK points. He had two duds. Okay. But obviously three games over 30 DK points is awesome. That should be a trend that continues in this game, but you could take it further and you could look at Adam Thielen as well. You know, the 
targets have consistently been there for Adam Thielen. Needs a couple of touchdowns to really pay off. Well, not a couple of touchdowns. Needs more touchdowns to be able to pay off. Maybe he can do that in this game. 5.9 is a pretty cheap price point tag for him. Uh, the problem with Adam Thielen is that K.J. Osborne has stepped up and playing a lot of snaps. He's playing about 80% of the snaps. So K.J. Osborne is someone that is intriguing as well. Saw five targets last week. He's on the field a ton in an easier matchup. He's someone that I think could go off in this game as well. Uh, for me, I'm kind of picking and choosing between Adam Thielen and K.J. Osborne for this kind of stack. Uh, for now, let's go Adam Thielen. And then, you know, you could go Kirk Cousins at 6K as well. I think that's a fine price point. I do think he's going to be able to go for 20 to maybe 25 DK points, but I do think that ceiling is capped. So that's why I don't really want to chase Kirk Cousins too much. I will say Raheem Mostert still pretty cheap for how good he's looked the last two weeks. And maybe that's why you don't want to play Skylar Thompson is because they might try to run the ball a little bit more with Mostert. And he's someone that I said, you know, look good, had 100 rushing yards and a touchdown last week. Could that continue this week? Maybe the Vikings defense is one that you can target because they haven't been that great against the rush this season. And then from there, I do like the Bucks versus the Steelers. Now, this is another game in which Vegas doesn't think is going to be that high scoring. The over and under for this game is only set at 45 and a half. Okay, but I do love the Bucks side of the ball. Last week, it was the Buffalo Bills in the stack against the Steelers. And yes, is there a drop off between the Buffalo Bills to the Bucks? Sure. Okay, but Tom Brady should be able to go off and dominate in this matchup. 6.3 is still a cheap price point for him. You look at what he did last week, 52 passing attempts the week prior to that, 52 passing attempts. And then against the Packers, 42 passing attempts. They have realized that they need to start passing the ball a little bit more. Last week against the Falcons, Tom Brady was literally like a full yard away from two touchdowns, one to Chris Godwin and one to Mike Evans, who I personally still think he scored. They reviewed it. They didn't give him the touchdown, so I'm not going to argue that, but it easily could have been you know, a 30 DK point day for Tom Brady. Or no, I guess not, because Leonard Fournette scored uh, a touchdown then later. But 26 DK point day for Tom Brady. And, you know, we would like that a little bit more then. And maybe be priced up a little bit more. 6.3 is a great price point for this matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then from there, you could easily fit in Mike Evans, who's still kind of cheap given the matchup. You know, like I said, he almost scored a touchdown last week. Probably should have been a touchdown. He could easily go for 20 DK points in this game. And at 7K, that is pretty cheap. Um, and then Chris Goblin, 6.1, still pretty cheap for him. You know, over 12 DK points each of the last two games nearly scored a touchdown last week as i mentioned you know you give that to him and it's a, a little bit better of a day as well could he get to 20 dk points in this one he could as well so that is a nice little game stack that i like if you want to run it back with deontay johnson or george pickens you certainly could deontay johnson has been over 10 targets in every game except for one against the new york jets okay that was just kind of a strange game in which mitchell Drabisky started and then they put in kenny pickett okay i don't think we can really draw any conclusions from that game um you know he's still able to score 11 dk points against the best defense in the league okay so deontay johnson at 5.7 maybe get some garbage time points he could produce okay but if you want to go cheaper with george pickens at 4.6 you certainly can uh you know seven or more targets in each of the last three games over um 14 dk points in the last two he is someone that you could look at as well and i guess like i don't want to take it too far but is there a path in which Leonard Fournette gets used in the passing game a ton like he has the past two weeks? Sure. Can he get to 18 DK points as well as Chris Goblin and Mike Evans having good games? I think so as well. You look at Devin Singletary last week for the Buffalo Bills and Zach Moss. They were highly efficient running the ball and the touchdown just didn't come their way. Actually, it went to James Cook later on in the game. So if this game does stay a little bit closer, the spread is or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored to win by eight points. So 
we just hope that that stays close for a majority of the game, okay? And then Leonard Fournette would be an asset as well for stack. And then honestly, guys, the last three games on the slate are going to be games in which I think we can stack as well. So let's do the simple part of the stack for the Rams versus the Panthers. Now, this game is projected to be a low-scoring game as well. That's why I don't like, but that's what makes it easier to stack. The over and under for this game is set at 42. The Rams are favored to win by 10 points, which seems a little bit high to me. Like, P.J. Walker is coming in to start for the Carolina Panthers. There's no way he's going to be worse than Baker. Mayfield. Well, I guess he could be, but Baker Mayfield really struggled. Okay. I, I expect he'd be a slight upgrade, honestly. And with them getting their head coach fired and whatnot, that team, I think they'll be a little bit fired up to play well. Okay. So I do think they have a chance to really, I don't want to say pull an upset, but be in this game. So just keeping it simple, Cooper Cup. If you're if you're trying to do a game stack with this game, obviously Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby been doing that for weeks now. You just play those two. And then on the flip side, we get PJ Walker at 4.9. Okay, that's a cheap price point. He's a running quarterback. Could he get a rushing touchdown? He could. Could he get like eight DK points on the ground? Yes, he could. Then it just takes a couple. I don't know, like 150 passing yards and a touchdown. You know, that's not too much to ask. And if you're trying to chase a game stack, obviously that's where the logic comes in. It's not something that we would chase optimally, but it is something in a stack that could make sense. It could work out. And then from there, I do really like DJ Moore as well at 5.1. We're getting him at a cheap price point. We know, we've seen the film. He's been getting open a ton. Baker Mayfield just sucks and he hasn't been able to hit him when he's open. You guys probably watched the Thursday night football game with Justin Fields missing a bunch of wide open uh, receivers. Well, that's been Baker Mayfield just he's not as athletic with his legs so you know just not good either way hopefully pj walker can be a little bit of an upgrade accuracy wise and hit dj Moore when he's open he's still been getting you know around seven targets per game 11 targets two weeks ago eight targets last week over 10 dk points the last two weeks you know if he gets a couple of those easier receptions made he could easily go for 16 dk points and at 5.1 that is a cheap price win especially for a game stack and i will say shy smith still a cheap value play for someone that's playing around 75 percent of the snaps finally scored 10 dk points last week you know you're really just hoping for a lucky touchdown or maybe six receptions for like 40 yards you know that you're kind of just hoping for that but at three point six that is a very cheap price point take and that's kind of a nice sneaky game stack as well and then from there a game that i think a lot of people are going to be targeting and maybe not as much as the buffalo kc game but the cardinals seahawks game is going to be much more easy to game stack and that's kind of why i like it really the most on the slate now i do worry i don't think like these teams are going to be able to hit the 50 and a half over and under like if i'm betting on it like sports betting on it i would bet the under but for stacking purposes i'm going to trust vegas and i'm going to roll out a stack that kind of mimics the projected over and under so with that you'd want to stick with geno smith who yes the efficiency is going to drop off at some point here okay he's just not passing the ball enough to sustain that and he's not getting enough rushing yards to sustain this as well but we look at it guys three out of the five weeks he's been over 17 dk points if he does that at 5.7 that's certainly enough obviously we want more of that ceiling game where he's getting around 23 to you know 30 dk points we're not open we're not expecting 30 dk points but potentially could get lucky okay this over and under is kind of suggesting that that is a possibility as well so at 5.7 geno smith does make a lot of sense and then you're just kind of doing the easy approach the matchups are difficult in the receiving game but once again the vegas over and under thinks it's going to be a higher scoring game so let's just trust that then you plug in dk metcalf who you know 
the last three weeks. He's been over 17 DK points. We'll trust that for now. And then Tyler Lockett as well. Pretty cheap for the consistency that he has also had thus far this season. Over 14 DK points in four out of the five games. Last week, guys, obviously had a spike week. And so we expect that to kind of regress down. If he can still get 15 DK points or so, we'd happily take that at 5.6. And then staying with it, could Kenneth Walker be involved in the passing game? Maybe. You know, I don't know. Kenneth Walker did make a NFL running back cut to score a touchdown last week. Okay. It was a play that I think a lot of NFL running backs would make, but he still made it. Like we're not penalizing for that. It was a great run. He was able to score. Um, I just don't think we can expect that yards per carry once again. Okay. I, I think we kind of just expect what Rashad Penny had done. And if he scores a touchdown, that's how he's going to hit value. On the flip side of that, though, guys, I do really love Eno Benjamin, who's going to be filling in for James Conner. Eno Benjamin should play a majority of the snaps for the Arizona Cardinals. And if he does, he should get around those four targets that he has seen in four out of the five games. And if that occurs, he should be able to score around 60K points, 60K points in the passing game. And then he just needs to get a maybe 40 yards rushing, possibly could get a lucky rushing touchdown as well. At 4.6, that's just extremely cheap. And it makes it super easy to stack this game. And that's what I like about this game is that you throw in Eno Benjamin, Geno Smith, and you're kind of sitting pretty in terms of stackability of this game. And then from there, a lot of people are going to be playing Marquise Brown if they are game stacking this game. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> he has been getting so many targets, over 10 targets the last four weeks, uh, you know, over 20 DK points in the last three weeks weeks and like guys like Philly is a tough matchup was still able to score 20 DK points the Carolina Panthers aren't a lost matchup like <laughs> it's not one that you are afraid of but it's not one that you're specifically targeting now the Rams are kind of that but you expect them to play better the fact of the matter is he's been really solid thus far this season and for a game stack it does make sense to continue to roll with that and then I will say if you want to flex Rondell Moore who looked very impressive last week and is still way too cheap for how good he looked and how many snaps he's playing around 90 percent of the snaps is what I expect for him in this game maybe 80 to 90 percent i should say but eight targets seven receptions 13.1 dk points at this price point in this game over and under that is just way too cheap like if vegas is correct rondale moore at 4.2 is just way too cheap he should have a great game and he did look good last week okay i was very impressed with rondale moore's abilities uh last week and then like i don't know if we need to take it this far but once again given the 50 and a half over and under that high over and under in this matchup for Zach Ertz, 4.9 is a lot to pay up, but could he go for 10 DK points once again? He could. And just all these players are kind of hitting their averages. This is a solid stack as it is. And then you have a lot of salary left over. Like I mentioned, guys, like I love Stevenson as a running back play on the slate, but then you have, you know, 5K left over for a defense. So, you know, you could find a way in which maybe, maybe you do worry about the Seahawks matchup a little bit and you only play one of the receivers or vice versa. Maybe you just pay up for Kyler Murray because you're worried about um, how many Cardinals you have. You know, that could be a route that you go as well. And just for example purposes, that's how it would look like. And then you can pay up for a defense that you like. I like the Jaguars. So a pretty solid game stack right there. And now the game that everyone's going to be trying to game stack, the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. The over and under for this game as set at 54. The tough part about this game is that it is extremely hard to stack it given the prices. And that's kind of why I like that Arizona game because you can fit all the key players and playmakers into your build. Whereas for this Buffalo game and the Chiefs game, you it is more difficult to do that. So obviously, if you are kind of chasing this game, I would say just go with Josh Allen instead of Patrick Mahomes. We can just see matchup-wise, that's the approach that you want to go with. And the $200 price difference compared to the average fantasy point scored, it just doesn't make sense to go with Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. Maybe ownership-wise, that'd be the only reason, but I like Josh Allen a lot. Um, running back-wise, it's tough, okay? Like, I do still like Devin Singletary, who's still... Uh, 
you know, he's the RB1 in this offense. And if this game stays close, unlike the game last week against the Steelers, then Devin Singletary would be a value. You know, he still saw seven yards per carry. Okay. He was still highly efficient. They just didn't need to use him. Okay. James Cook came in and scored a touchdown later. That could have easily been Devin Singletary's touchdown. So maybe Josh Allen just doesn't go completely bonkers passing the ball. And maybe Devin Singletary gets a rushing touchdown or maybe runs for. I don't know, 50 yards and gets five receptions once again. I could see that happening. And at 5.9, still too cheap. Only reason I would be playing him specifically is for the game stack. And I don't really like any of the Chiefs running backs. And that's kind of the theme is that the Chiefs are tougher to play this week. Uh, From there, you you do want to play Stefan Diggs, who's just been highly efficient thus far this season. Every game over 10 DK points, he's really kind of broken the slate. Uh, three out of the five weeks so yeah some that you want to target especially given this matchup and then Gabe Davis you could even play that's the thing with Gabe Davis what we saw last week is kind of Gabe Davis in a nutshell okay he's playing so many snaps that if he connects on one of those long passing touchdowns he's kind of just breaking the slate especially given the price point okay this is a matchup in which game stacking wise I will be chasing Gabe Davis okay it does make sense and then the question is do you play Isaiah McKenzie okay uh, his replacement last week scored touchdowns scored 16.5 DK points and then you would just see that that position has now scored over 12 DK points in uh, the last three weeks okay so maybe Isaiah McKenzie at 5k would be a play that you go with but you know you do kind of want to find a Kansas City Chiefs player to play I'm struggling with this guys like MVS has best game as a Chiefs last as a Chiefs player last week you know seeing around seven targets per game in the last four weeks at this price point in this game you're just hoping for a deep ball catch for a touchdown maybe you can get behind the defense and finally you know contribute a decent amount to this offense uh you know it's tough and then like Travis Kelsey like we can see it is very difficult to make this work okay like it's very tough to make this game stack work obviously i don't really need to touch on travis kelsey as a tight end play guys but let's just go with the lowest price defense to try to make the stack work and we won't be able to make it work just as an fyi so like putting eno benjamin and the panthers defense in there just for now and then like all right we can't play travis kelsey let's try to maybe fit zach Ertz. you know try to game stack both the most intriguing games here and then you can the flex is a little bit more difficult then but then you could go with Rondale Moore so this is my way of attacking both the highest scoring games on the slate and targeting like the top playmakers in those games maybe you could go up from Devin Singletary to a different running back on the slate like Reandre Stevenson and so like this is both a unique build but it's also targeting some of the top playmakers in each of those games. It's a solid game stack that you guys can use this week. All right, but that's all I have for you guys for this video. I know it ran a little bit longer. I apologize for that, but I was trying to give you guys the real broken down thought process for the stacks, okay? Hopefully that came across for you guys. Um, if you enjoyed this video, please give me a like and subscribe. That does help with the channel a lot. If you guys want to join 9to5, become a 9to5 member. Um, included in that is the NFL cheat sheet that you saw at the start of the video. And then as well, we have the uh, NFL DFS lineup optimizer. It's $10 a month. But the real big appeal of the 9to5 membership is the golf package. Um, one of the top in the industry. Um, get out there and check it out. It's the best value by far. Um, yeah, check it out if you guys want to. If not, you know, like and subscribe. That helps out the channel a lot. Let's have a good week, guys. And as always, let's keep cash